Here's what's coming up on today's show. So working three more years made their money last 10 years longer. If she didn't work, retirement wasn't going to look that great. So find the numbers out. See, do you have to work or not have to work? But again, you might just want to regardless. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Hello and welcome into the Retirement Reality Podcast. Glad to have you. We're going through five common questions people ask when they're forced into retirement, hopefully a position that you're not, you won't find yourself in, but more and more people are today. So we'll go through that with Mike Coyne and founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services. Mike, welcome in. How are you? I am doing awesome. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. You know, we addressing this topic because I think we've seen it, especially over the last few years, that more and more people are kind of getting to that point where they're maybe reaching retirement earlier than they expected for, for, for many different reasons. And one of those just kind of being forced into retirement, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, it's happened a lot in the last few years where, you know, people working from home or companies have um, restructured. Like we've seen, I bring up 3M a lot, but 3M is going through another restructuring and, and they're doing some layoffs again. And they've done a few sets of these layoffs the last, you know, two, three years. And so it's good to go over these questions. You know, what are, you know, wh- what should you be doing in that? Especially if you're giving these proposals, you want to make sure you're making the right move and uh, sit down with somebody like ourselves and, and run these scenarios out. So hopefully today's episode will help you if you're you know, in that position where maybe you have that option potentially to retire early or you know someone that's going through this. Hopefully these questions today will kind of help address some of the common maybe worries or concerns or just you know, curiosity that's out there around this topic. So that'll be the goal today for our podcast. And we'll probably answer a couple of mailbag questions as well towards the end, so stay tuned for that. Again, you can find everything online, principalpreservationservices.com if you want to follow up. And you can also call the office at 855-987-8888. So again, let's, let's start off with, uh, with this question, Mike, for anybody that's you know, facing this option of retiring early is should I accept a retirement buyout offer that includes a severance or do I take my chances and stay with the job? Yeah. And the first thing is, you know, if you're given that option for a buyout or not, I think that's great. I mean, a lot of people who we see who are given severance packages, they didn't have an option. You know, they just told about it and says, hey, by the way, uh, we're letting you go. Here's six months severance and here's your uh, deal. But, you know, places like Delta um, have done this with people. They've given people options to get out and retire early. And it's just so important to look at, you know, what does that entail? Because maybe you're before 65 years old and are they going to offer health care sometimes they'll offer health care for maybe six months or a year and sometimes they'll they'll cover it even until 65 which is great and that's sometimes the biggest issue is trying to figure out you know where are you going to get your health care from until you're on medicare so there's so many different scenarios and things to talk about it is important to find out should you be able to take it or not and sometimes it just works out really good, Ben, for a lot of people we've had where they're looking to retire that year anyway as they didn't let their employer know. And then all of a sudden they get this severance buyout offer and they come out in a better place than where they, we thought they were going to be because they're already planning on retiring. They just didn't let the employer know and they're in a better situation. And here's another thing. Once you get a buyout, and most states are this way, you, and you know, if you they lay you off, you get a severance package for six months, and sometimes they'll pay it in a lump sum, and sometimes they'll spread it out, you know, payments over six months. Um, you can, since, you know, they ended the re, uh, your retirement, they ended, I mean, your 
they forced you into retirement, they ended your um, employer relationship, you can actually apply for unemployment. So we've had a few people who were let go with a severance package from 3M, and some of them felt guilty, but they actually looked into it and said, yeah, I'm entitled to unemployment after the severance is done, and now you get some payments, which helped um, you know, lengthen the time before they have to start tapping into the retirement funds. So it's good to run those scenarios by and find out which is going to work best for you. Yeah, hopefully you do have that option. That would be a great start, but uh, not everyone does. All right, so question number two then. Should I accept the pension buyout and receive a lump sum or keep the pension as a monthly lifetime payout? Yeah, and those are another scenarios. We're going to run different options to show you. I will say it all depends. Everybody's situation is different. But I will say five plus years ago, most of the time I was telling people take the pension, um, you know, take the monthly benefit for you. Um, but now we're seeing that the the lump sum if you're going to, and I show people, I said, if you're just going to average, be very conservative, a 4% return or better, you're going to be better taking the lump sum than you are to take this pension because these rate returns on the pensions are, are kind of pathetic right now. You also have to look at it for a single individual. We most, most of the time we do recommend uh, if you're single to take the lump sum. And you say, why would I do that? It's because, you know, depending on what options you take, you can't, uh, your, your benefit can't go to a, children, a child. So if you're married, you can choose the joint benefit, and if you pass on, your at least your spouse will get some of the benefit or all the benefit, whatever option you choose. But if you're single, you can't choose a joint pension for, with somebody else other than a spouse. So if you pass, that pension's done. And so you're better off to, to put that money into a rollover into an IRA, and then you have the ability to if you don't use up that money, something happens to you sooner than later, um, at least your children will inherit that IRA rather than the pension would be done. So every situation is different, but we would definitely look to, to look at your options. I'm working with some people from 3M recent, uh, you know, you know, really recent right now, and uh, there's looked to be a big change. And because of what's going on with inflation, that right now with it's always good to relook at your pensions if you have one their pensions are going to drop instead of increase year by year. So this coming year, um, this late this fall, they said for 2023, the numbers, if you retire in 2023, they're going to get less money in their pension than if they retire this year. And so um, we're working out numbers for a few people who are looking to retire this year, take advantage because the point is if they retire next year, it's like they're working for free because they're going to lose about what they would have earned in their pension so it's like okay i can make you know just say i'm making a hundred thousand but i'm going to lose a hundred thousand in my pension next year if i retire next year or i can just retire this year have more a hundred thousand dollars in my pension so you have to also look at uh, are these numbers changing in your plans in the pension plans because they have these uh, these factors to determine what the numbers are going to be for next year so if you're concerned about that talk to your human resources the plan administrator of that pension and get some new numbers worked up all right, so that's the buyout offer. What what about the or sorry, that's the pension. That what about the severance? If you do have the option of taking your severance as either the one-time payment or a payout over several months, what do you mm. typically uh, provide in terms of guidance? Well, um, for some people, I do recommend the month the monthly one because it keeps your you know you get a regular paycheck for the next six months or whatever that might be, um, and that's that's great so you get a regular paycheck and then you're you know 
a lot of them can jump right on to unemployment after that. Uh, the the benefit of getting a lump sum is once that lump sum is paid out, you can jump on unemployment right away if it's it's qualified by the state. And right now we have seen both Minnesota and Wisconsin have allowed that to happen once you've been let go from your position. So everybody's situation is different. The lump sum allows you to apply sooner for unemployment. If you're getting the monthly, you can't apply for unemployment till afterwards. But also uh, sometimes it, it just makes it easier for retirement. And if you're not, if some of them have no intention to file for unemployment because maybe they're already past 65 and they said, I just want to get the lump sum, jump right into uh, Medicare and Social Security. But again, look at your options first before you choose. All right. Very good. All right. Question four here, going through five common questions people ask if they're forced into retirement. So what's next, Mike? Should I find another job or should I just retire altogether and just try to make it work? Whatever makes you happy, first of all, because some people want to work even if they don't need to. And I think they just want to be contributing to society. And, I, you know, some people are just grinders. They're, they just love to work. And I think if that's you, um, do something part time. You know, I just got off the phone with a client. She doesn't need to work. She goes, man, I only made like $5,000 last year, but I like what I do. You know, and I, I go and I work a couple hours here and a couple, you know, maybe four hours a week or something like that, four or five hours a week. But it's something that she, it, it'll break in the week and she gets to go out and converse with people. So, but if you need to, that's the key is, you know, if you're forced to retirement and that's where you have to find out, do I need to work a part-time job? Um, I had another situation um, a couple weeks ago with a client, got the severance package she she received, and she wanted to know, does she need to work or not? And really, it made a huge difference. Uh, Their money lasted 10 years longer if she worked a job for three more years. (laughs) So so working three more years made their money last 10 years longer. Hmm. If she didn't work, you know, it was, retirement wasn't going to look that great. So find the numbers out see do you have to work or not have to work but again you might just want to regardless yeah whatever makes you happy might be the the number one criteria so it's a great right. good story all right uh last question here for anyone again that maybe thinks hey i do want to continue working you know, the question that comes up quite often is am i going to have trouble getting hired at this age i sure hope not i think we've got i think reality we've seen um how great that generation has been as as workers and work ethic and and standards you know getting up and and putting in a good hours you know eight hours a day or ten hours a day of undivided you know attention if work has to be done you stay and get it done um you know there's leaves a lot to be desired for the newer generations but i think we're seeing that a lot of employers are wanting to hire people who are you know, 60 plus years old because we they know their work ethic and they know, know they can depend on them and show up. And I know we've gone, there's, we know there's age discrimination at places. We understand that, you know, companies claim that that's not happening, but we, we know it happens still out there. But we're finding there are a lot of people looking for people who have that work ethic and, and still maybe just want to work for the next two to five years only. But it's a great feel. So I don't think you're going to have a, a tough time finding jobs right now. I, you know, I've been trying to hire somebody for the last three months here, Ben. I've had one applicant in the last three months. Wow. Yeah, and it's from the younger generation, too. But it's just, you know, it's just not a lot to pick from. A lot of people aren't applying. There's just uh, we need people in the workforce. We need people who, who want to contribute yet. So please, <laughs> please apply. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Maybe now is a great time for someone uh, that, that's looking for a job. There's a lot of opportunities that are out there. So Yeah. Again, these are just five for the common questions. Hopefully this touches on something maybe you've thought about or worried about. But, again, if you have further questions for Mike, please log on. PrincipalPreservationServices.com. That is the website and the phone number as well. Is 855-987-8888. All right, let's go to the mailbag. Got a couple questions to throw your way this week, Mike, to see what you think. How about one from Charlotte? Okay. Says, I'm 60 and I'd love to retire, and I think I probably could, but it just seems like everyone I know waits until they're at least 65 or 66. Is it a bad idea to retire now? Uh, not necessarily. Again, if you have the proper plan in, in place, Charlotte, and it shows you can retire and, and you don't want to work anymore, well, don't. You know, you, you, know, you get one time to do retirement we want to make sure you do it right so make sure you you see the numbers you see the the illustrations um not with unrealistic returns on your investments but actually very realistic we always like to bring them down lower percentages than what than what they've averaged when we we show a illustration but yeah if, if it shows that you can afford the health insurance and you can afford to retire today why not um does and we don't know everybody's situation. It's how, that's a tough thing when we look at other people retiring and they're working till 65 or 66. Some people don't want to retire until full retirement age with Social Security or 65, which is Medicare age. They just don't want to do that because they don't want to pay um, the outrageous cost of health care. So uh, we don't know why some people want to work that long. And sometimes they just um, – I've met a lot of my own clients. I've uh, been told by a lot of my own clients in this last year that – since they get to work from home, they might want to work a couple years longer than they thought because it's a lot easier and a lot less stress not having to go to the office. So we don't know the reasons why, but if you want to retire, if you can afford to do so, do it. All right. How about this question from Kevin? Next says, my company matches my 401k contributions, but they do it in the form of company stock. I'm not that excited about owning a lot of company stock, but I also don't want to miss out on any matching funds. Should I still try to put in as much as I can? Yeah, absolutely. You want to always put in as much money uh, percentage that they're going to match. So you know, we always recommend if the company's matching 3% or 5% or whatever that is, you want to put in at least that much to get the, com- the full company match. So sometimes the company will match maybe 5%. If you're putting in 5 sometimes they won't give you 5% unless you're putting in 10 So constantly be maxing out your contributions and then some you want to make sure you you know you put up to if you're 50 and older uh kevin you could put up to twenty-seven thousand dollars into your 401k um, in the year 2022 so if you're maxing out the contributions that's great so do whatever you can to keep building that up you know get to that full match and then every time you get a raise increase your contributions every time uh, get a little bit more in your paycheck but also increase your contributions now when it comes to the stock if you're not happy with the stock inside that your 401k once that stock is gifted to you inside your 401k or that's how they 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 do it you can actually trade trade out of that stock and buy some other investments so we see a lot of companies that do the 401ks and their stock but you don't have to hold the stock you can actually um, reinvest that in some other holdings after it's been gifted to you all right so i always want to take advantage of that that match. All right, I got time for one more, Mike. So let's squeeze okay. it in from Pam. Says, uh, what do you consider a reasonable amount to pay for financial advice? You know, that's different. We don't charge for client meetings, so um, there are some firms that will charge a fee of you know five hundred or fifteen hundred dollars for a plan or advice. We earn our, uh, you know, the money that we help our clients by charging a a management fee on their assets. So 
you know, we start off at 1%, and then the more assets are, they get little, they get less from there. Uh, I think a lot of place starts at places start at one and a quarter percent, and they work backwards. So, um, I think that's kind of the norm. If you're in that one percent for a, a hiring a fiduciary advisor uh, to manage your assets, one percent of the of the assets, and you think is that high? Well. I don't believe so. I, if you look at smartasset.com and you say, what's the average cost to have a, a 401k, the fees of a 401k, smart asset shows it's 2.22% is the average 401k fees associated with your 401k plan. You just don't see them um, listed individually in your plan. You, they come out before you get your statement. So um, when you work fiduciary, that's where we start off at 1% and then go uh, smaller from there, the, the more assets. I think that's a fair price, but I have seen them a little higher. I have seen people charge one and a quarter. We just don't do that. All right. Great question, Pam. Thank you for that, as well as Kevin and Charlotte today. We appreciate your questions. If you have them for us, send them in. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website, and the phone number, again, is 855-987-8888. If you, if you are concerned about maybe being forced into in early retirement, or you've been presented with that option and just have some more questions or want to go through your specific scenario, please reach out to Mike and his team. All right, Mike, we will close it out on that note. Thanks, as always, for your time and insight today, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Yes, thank you so much, Ben. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.